0: Would you ride your bike around Loop 610? I'm talking today with somebody who did that. My friend Raj Mankhad. He's the op-ed editor of the Houston Chronicle, instigator of the Sunday Streets program, and one of the city's great starry-eyed dreamers. It's Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. What got into you? Why did you decide to do this thing?
1: Well, I guess I had a whole bunch of reasons. One of them was that I needed to get back in touch with the city of Houston. I needed to feel connected again. I got this amazing job at the Houston Chronicle as the op-ed editor uh, at the end of 2019. And then just as I really needed to be as connected as possible with the city, I was kind of sucked out of it. Pandemic hit, uh, I quarantined hardcore, and the whole city did, and I lost touch with people, I lost touch with the neighborhoods, wasn't riding the bus anymore, I wasn't going to community meetings or events.
0: And so you thought, man, I need to touch base with Loop 610, because what, it's the Houston Mother Loop, it's, it's our freeway of the heart? What on well, earth were you thinking?
1: 610 belongs to everybody. It is a cross-section, circular cut around all different kinds of neighborhoods and environments. You know, On the east, you've got all this industrial land, on the west, you have these gilded streets, uptown, and you have all in between. And I thought it would be a way to it all in to breathe in the whole city and try to make sense of it
0: (laughs) and to breathe in a lot of exhaust how physically did you do this were you riding on the feeder roads
1: yeah so i did i have some rules for myself
0: so what were they
1: so the rules for the ride were to to be safe and to uh stay within about a block of the highway itself so if there was a quiet neighborhood street just off of 610 i would ride on that or if the theater road felt safe and it often actually is strangely a beautiful and intimate realm with these sidewalks that nobody's using for long stretches (laughs) i would actually ride on the sidewalks to the side of, of the highway
0: Okay, so the loop is 42 miles long if you ride it end-to-end, which is too much for anybody. So you divided it into six segments, but let's not talk about it in the order that you rode them. Let's go around the loop so that we can keep track of it counterclockwise, starting at the top at noon on the clock face.
1: Yeah, that does make sense because I live in the Heights area, so for me, it. Mentally, it does start at the north point at 12 o'clock. I started off around Airline Drive and 610. Okay. There's the Canino's Market. There's actually a whole lot of life there, right? Yeah. A lot of people out. And that's where, you know, there's a Piñata Store right near the highway. And some really gorgeous old streets with colonnades of oak trees. Oh. Lots of shade. And a lot of houses that were roughly mid-century. But we're not talking about mid-century modern houses that some hipster has (laughs) refurbished or rehabilitated with hundreds of thousands of dollars. These are... tract houses? Tract houses. 1950s tract houses. Basic boxes, yeah. Yeah, and so then I kept going west towards T.C. Jester, and I have spent a lot of time out there just over the years, so I had these floods of memories. For example, at the Boy Scouts building i remember taking my son to a cub scout event there and then walking along white oak bayou you know that goes under 610 and then i i kept going uh to the west and uh there's this huge huge interchange with 290 and 610 that as many listeners will recall took many years to build and is just Massive in scale. And I rode really underneath that interchange. So in textile new iterations of 610, because it's just permanently in construction. That was one thing I noticed, just how much it was being rebuilt. Almost all the interchanges to seemed to be under construction or recently rebuilt. There were actually trails underneath the freeway, or there were huh. these kind of uh, semi-paved like interlocking blocks with little tufts of grass growing through. (laughs) And so, you know, there's this beauty to it, these columns and this massive infrastructure overhead. And then there's a train that runs through it.
0: So it's this urban forgotten landscape. It's like the High Line before it became the High Line.
1: There's an abundance of such spaces. those (laughs) kinds of low lines. Yeah. So that's at 10 o'clock. There's the Northwest Mall i remember going there when i first got here you had a food court it Woohoo! had all kinds of anchors <laughs> shopping and now it has this gigantic antique oh yeah store and it. it's like the largest antique shop that i've ever been in but it's this blown out uh, post-apocalyptic space and like there's what looks like bullet holes and the signs and like everything's like washed out and boarded up uh, but of course that eventually is slated to become like a high speed rail stop and one day soon will be some glass and steel thing. But I rode through there. I eventually got to the transit center that's at I-10 and 610. Think of it as sort of near IKEA or near that Audi
0: school. So that'd be just below 10 o'clock on the clock face?
1: That's actually a really important node for the entire metro system. All these commuter buses come in there and that's where the new bus rapid transit line starts
0: i hear the excitement in your voice
1: (laughs) that's one of the pandemic things that happened like i've been looking forward to riding that bus rapid transit it's like a train basically but it's on a wheel i've been looking forward to riding that for a long time for years yeah and i i missed it all i did i didn't get on for a long time because of the pandemic so i finally got on this bus with my bicycle, and it just shoots—it shoots down Six Ten right through the middle of Six Ten. So
0: wait—is this—is this allowed by your rules? Were you breaking your own rules?
1: Yes, this was this was a bit of a of a, a rule breaker.
0: Okay, but it was worth it. What buses are
1: allowed in my book? Buses are always allowed. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. Um, it was just a gorgeous ride, so smooth, so fast, and you're up above all these. Cars, they could be stuck in traffic, but you're just floating above it. And the remarkable thing from up there is you take in just how gigantic Memorial Park is and how it actually straddles both sides of 610. So there's all this greed all around you on both sides. And then it comes down from the overpass and zips along the post through uptown and, you know, those steel Oh, the arcs arches. that go over
0: Post Oak? Yeah, yeah the
1: steel arches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that look like Los Angeles, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were kind of silly. They were, they were silly all along, but it, they kind of make more sense with this bus rapid transit going through all these trees and the new whole foods.
0: Like gleaming upscale Houston. This is... Yeah,
1: yeah. and there's a part of me that sneers at that gleaming upscale part of Houston, especially when you suddenly enter it from the blown out
0: hellscape
1: hellscape of the highway and then suddenly you're like this lush clean fancy new part of houston but i really enjoyed it i was thrilled to see how much it had changed and how this street had taken on more of a human scale and how i didn't i could have just walked to the water wall and like spent some time in that park
0: So, wait a minute. In the one pedestrian and bike friendly part of this journey, you actually were not on your bike?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I enjoyed the (laughs) bus ride. But I soon got out. Yeah. It ends basically underneath or just to the side of the West Park Tollway. Okay. Near 59. It's a real tangle of freeways. It happens to be an area that I spend a lot of time because that's where the Houston Chronicle building is just. On, on the other side of 610, sort of on different armpit of the <laughs> highway uh, entanglement.
0: So now we're just below nine on the clock face?
1: That's right. Okay, so to get from the end of the bus rapid transit back onto the 610 edge, I had to lift my bike up and haul it over this construction zone. Eventually, there's going to be a sidewalk there, but there's not one there now. And there's this tractor or what do you call it? backhoe and I had to kind of like dodge a backhoe and like there's all this bramble and hauling my bike over and all these cars are just like the drivers are giving me this bewildered look, you know, concerned.
0: You yeah. Know. Yeah. With good reason. Okay.
1: But you know, once I got to the other side of 610 and I took a little break and had a little sandwich in sandwich shop that's sort of next to that Houston community college campus and there's like a Home Depot, I cut over and started riding through Bel Air. And that was just, you know, I was riding through Bel Air. It was beautiful. Yeah. You know, in a in a in another kind of I, I in
0: a suburban upscale way.
1: Yes, I mean these million dollar plus houses uh, lining the streets. So I I rode through Bel Air until I got further and further south to Bray's Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're kind of in the Meyerland area. Okay. Except I was like on the inside part of 610, but then I had to like cross over the other side of 610 because there's no other way to do it. Uh huh. That that part I can't totally recall exactly how I made it through because it's so
0: horrible. It's trauma.
1: You've blacked it out. For some reason, I think because it's an older section of 610, maybe there was just like no accommodation. There are parts of 610 that just have really fresh, nice, clean, intact sidewalks for miles. And then there are other sections where there's nothing, nothing for a human being outside of a steel.
0: Unencased by a vehicle. Yeah.
1: Nothing to accommodate. So that was scary. But eventually I got back onto the neighborhood streets just to the side of 610 South. So now 610 has made its curve, and it's running east-west. This is like 610, the south 610 part. Yeah. Basically the Astrodome section, all right?
0: Woo-hoo! Yes. So if this is a clock, that's roughly 6 o'clock?
1: Yes. I'm working my way to 6 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. On 610. Man, another whole world of of 1950s 1960s houses but think about 610 is it just on the edges of 610 i think what's happened is the land isn't quite as valuable yeah so there's less of that real estate churn happening because not as many people want to live near a freeway and there's this it's almost like a preservation ordinance has been put into place there (laughs) so you have these streets where all the original houses are there i have a lot of time to think you know, it was an optimistic time, right? You know, it, was, it yeah. was NASA was moving into town. We
0: were thrilled about becoming a big oil rich city.
1: Big ideas. It was also a segregated yeah. time,
0: right? Oh, uh, well, yeah.
1: And um, some of these neighborhoods I rode through were originally white neighborhoods. And some of them were originally black neighborhoods. You know, we talk about inequity with the highways and the way they were built, but 610 impacted all kinds of communities. Uh, and I don't think they all could handle the demolitions the same way and recover from them. And I don't think they were all treated the same way when they faced that disruption. But in any case, there are these really beautiful, calm 1950s era streets and you see kids playing in their front yards. There's this beauty to it. And that was one of the things I was looking for on the ride. And the... Uh, there aren't a whole lot of feeder roads for a while, and the neighborhood streets sort of weave in and out of 610. So I'm going to the north side of 610, south side of 610, north
0: side of 610. It was
1: interesting.
0: Oh, wow. And it wasn't terrifying. You could go under and-, and It wasn't terrifying. The neighborhoods were still knit together. Neighbors yeah.
1: were knit together, and street walls that do look forlorn, but they're also the home of a lot of independent businesses, and a lot of independent businesses that are owned by Black and Brown. Yeah. One thing that happened, you know, after I started the ride is, is the tragedy at the Travis Scott Astroworld oh, yeah. concert. And I rode by the site where all those folks died and I stopped and I paid my respects at the uh, impromptu memorials. I, I wasn't there right after the tragedy. So like the balloons lost their air and cards had sort of yellowed or or gotten wet and dried a couple times over. So I kept riding and there was a Texans game going on. I think it was the start of a Texas game. So people were like making their way into the NRG stadium. You know, life kept moving.
0: But we are out of time today. So we'll continue with Raja's ride tomorrow. we get to the dangerous parts then. In the meantime, What stands out to you about Loop 610? Do you have a favorite access road restaurant? A view that makes your heart leap? Is there a stretch you always try to avoid because that's where your first boyfriend broke up with you while driving you home? CityCast and the Houston Chronicle opinion section want to know. Call us at 713-489-6972 and leave us a message. Tell us your name and in about 30 seconds, tell us about your Loop 610. Or email us, houston at citycast.fm. We'll have that phone number and email address in our show notes. Next up, I'm here with producer Dina Kesba, who's got a little bit of Houston news for us. Dina, what is going on?
2: Yes. So I've got an update on a new story we talked about back in November. Which one? So do you remember Dr. Mary Bowden? She was the doctor who was suspended from Houston Methodist over her views on COVID-19. Oh, wait, was she the
0: ivermectin doctor? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, she was the doctor that defended the use of ivermectin as a treatment for COVID, and then she also called vaccine mandates wrong. Now, granted, she has come out and clarified that she's not against vaccines per se, but she believes that people should have a choice on whether or not they want to get the vaccine. But that's against Houston Methodist policy, Right. Correct. And that's what led to her suspension. So now Dr. Bowden has actually filed a lawsuit against Methodist. She had a whole press conference basically saying that she's not backing down and that doctors shouldn't feel afraid to challenge the narrative. All right, that's it
0: for today. CityCast is expanding. We are currently hiring podcast makers and newsletter writers in, are y'all ready? Austin, Atlanta, Boston, Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, Portland, Oregon, and in the Research Triangle in North Carolina. If y'all are interested or if you know somebody who'd be good at it, check it out. It's at citycast.fm. And that, too, will be in our show notes. That's it for today. Thank y'all for listening. See you tomorrow. I should know. Actually, we time. should maybe not do don't that. No. Let's not do that. <laughs> Skip no, like, that. I I that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't say it in the story.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. All right. Lisa. That's all you got. All right. <laughs>